0: Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. In this second part of our thrilling interview with Etienne Shalmanj, Director of Financial Markets at Aliexis and Visiting Professor at the Lille School of Management, we are now discussing specific ESG financing instruments, their processes, systems, and more. Etienne has a very diverse career and is a wonderful treasury advisor. He's also an exceptional guest on our podcast and you can really see his professor ship showing as he explains topics in a really easy to understand way. In this episode, we're going to learn what are the investment instruments that are ESG themed, what is an RCF, revolving credit facility, what a bond is, and what tools can be linked to ESG and what impact does that have. And of course, much more. Etienne is a really exciting guest to have on. He is very, very experienced and very competent in the field of treasury and especially when it comes to ESG. So do tune in and pay attention because he's got words of wisdom for treasury professionals. If you enjoyed the episode, as always, please consider leaving a review and make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast app. That not only helps you that you don't miss an episode, but also helps us because then it means that the show grows. The algorithms are favorable to us and we can get more great guests like Athena on the show to teach you all about treasury and to talk about treasury. And last but not least, I'm sure you've heard of our AI Treasury Insights newsletter. It's already being read by hundreds of treasury professionals. It's a weekly newsletter, three to five minutes, going through the concepts of AI and specifically how they relate to treasury. We've got ChatGPT and what it is and how it can help treasury, what kind of prompts you would use there. And also, what are the companies in Treasury doing with AI and how is it really being used real time already today? So if you want to sign up and you haven't already, check the link in our description or go visit our website at corporate-treasury-101.com forward SaaS newsletter. With that being said, please welcome Etienne.
1: How about we uh, dive into into it um what are the instruments out there that are esg themes or that can have an esg dimension and that treasurers can leverage uh, in order to yeah apply start applying and as you said, the working progress but start applying esg principles to the investment thinking long term and esg mm-hmm. So, like for instance, maybe we can start with the revolving credit facility, the RCF. Yeah. I think you, you you touched upon it earlier. How does it work here? Uh, can it be linked to an ESG performance, as you mentioned? Um, how is it working? Do you have specific prices, covenants applied? Or what are the KPIs? Or to take one of the previous terms, if I find it, SPTs, sustainable performance targets. How does it work for
2: RCFs? Um so Revolving Credit Facility is a credit facility, most of the time syndicated uh, among a pool of banks, and that gives you the flexibility to draw, that's the term revolving, to draw when you want, when you need, for a short-term use. So it's typically dedicated to fund working capital, for instance, so intra-annual needs. You know in advance when will be the maturity. But you don't know when you will use these funds and for how long. So you can use one month, three months, six months, depending on what is sitting in the documentation, and then roll this period over the time. So it's relatively flexible instrument. Logically, normally, it's used as a backup facility, extremely appreciated to get a liquidity capacity for a corporate appreciated also by the uh, credit, uh, the rating agencies. It's most of the time compared to a term loan where you have directly the funds for the totality of the funds and you know in advance the schedule and uh, the repayment. So it's fixed. That's the main difference between the two. Now focusing on ESG, we can call it not SLB as mentioned before, but SLL, so sustainability linked loan, where we can put an E S an ESG or KPI linked part of a facility. The example of Carrefour in 2019 was interesting, and we got an award from IFR on on that because we put a mechanism that was actually a win-win mechanism. Without going into details one of the uh, innovative mechanisms was to use uh, part of the commitment fees. So the part of the fees that uh, is based on what is not drawn out of the facility and that typically paid to the banks. And part of it was used, depending on the performance of the index, part of these commitment fees was used to finance uh, ESG project inside of Carrefour, uh, so that that was extremely uh, innovative and in- extremely appreciated by the stakeholders. And when you don't reach the the performance set or the threshold of the KPI, then you you that's for instance only uh, the issuer or the corporate that needs to pay to finance sorry, the, the project. So it's not only when it's negative or it's below the target that you contribute in this guy, ca- in this case, and that's what it was innovative in both situation, in positive or negative, you contribute, you keep on uh, contributing it to ESG project. So it's an example, but you can also have dedicated facility towards green project, social project. So you have use of proceeds fully dedicated to a specific project. So you have plenty of possibilities, part of it, and you see they are becoming more and more popular in, in the finance uh, in finance world.
1: Super clear. I like that um, it's a win-win and it also has a positive impact whether you reach the threshold or not. Because it's not just about, okay, this whole thing works only if um, we reach the KPIs or the, the SP. PC STP. Damn, I always forget the acronym now. <laughs> SPT. And, <laughs> SPT But it also works. Exactly. It also works if you... I mean, it also has a positive impact in case you don't. And that's... I like a lot. Okay. How about bonds? How does it work there? Can it be linked to sustainability and how?
2: So you do need to have KPIs. You do need to have targets of these KPIs in the future. And based on, on that, you can select The KPIs you uh, prefer, but that investors also consider as sufficiently ambitious. But to do that, typically what we create uh, or we set up a framework. So based on that, you can raise not only bonds, but also uh, commercial papers. So it's uh, an ESG framework from which we identify the number of KPIs, SPTs, revised on a, a frequent basis certified validated and based on this framework we can come into the market uh, and raise funds so we have plenty of possibilities bonds uh, commercial papers and stuff like that so typically we that's the starting point and then we come with the bond issuance bond issuance again we have these slbs but we have also the green or the social bond. So the use of proceeds, one I mentioned uh, earlier. So we have these different type of instruments and we see they are getting more and more popular, definitely on the, the green uh, the green bond. I think the number from 2018 to 2020, I, I, at least forecast it in 2023, will uh, be five times uh, the number of green bond outstanding so it's it, it shows that it's getting more and more popular uh, for the slb it's also increasing but there are some uh, reluctance from some investors regarding the ambitious so this is something that needs to be tested and, and and challenged and validated by uh by the investors
0: why would you choose uh, one of those instruments over the other specifically when it comes to ESG? I mean, like we've talked before um, on the podcast that in Treasury, uh, when managing money, there's three main priorities that the Treasury needs to look at protecting the capital, making sure you're liquid, and, and then optimizing your yield. Mm-hmm. Do each of these, um, so I understand, I think our listeners understand the, the difference between the financial instruments you mentioned in this regard. But is mm-hmm. there any other like, like ESG-related component to why you would put pick a bond versus a EF, ETF? Sorry, versus yeah. a revolving credit facility. Like, how do you decide?
2: Um, it, it depends on your needs, your type of needs. Uh, fundamentally, if we put the ESG component aside, it depends on on the. Uh, typically, for instance, the RCF is for an issuer. Uh, for corporate issues, but uh, it's raised uh, from the banks. Okay, it's not from the market. Bonds uh, and commercial papers come from the market. So it's different type of product, different type of needs. Uh, Typically, you will first turn to the banks to get financing, and then you will opt for getting into the market when you have a sufficient disclosure, potentially a rating, this kind of stuff. Now, looking focusing on ESG what you can say is that and that's interesting in the beginning when we started with SLB the economical benefit the financial benefit uh, linked to the structure was close to zero so there was almost no no incentive because it was the beginning you could not compare with existing SLBs for instance by looking at the uh, comparables by looking at uh, the the curves now uh, we see and it's also reflected in in surveys uh, addressed to to corporate treasurers there was one uh, did by the economist economist uh, impact where you you see that the treasurers anticipate more and more ESG as uh, as, as, as valuable instrument bringing them with reduction of financial cost or of uh, Improving uh, the the financial benefits, so you see more and more that uh, it creates values, and it makes sense if you have more and more companies uh, turning into ESG. The one that won't turn into it will will be put aside. Will cause because they will pollute. So obviously they will have consequences or impact that will materialize into. Uh, extra cost. So, they definitely ESG is an element that can bring more and more values and potential financial benefits in the, in the future.
0: And are those benefits um, for the ESG instruments versus the normal ones coming from government subsidies? Or are they just more profitable tools, generally speaking? Like, why are the ESG ones more uh, financially attractive?
2: It comes from from the efficiency of bringing ESG into the corporate. So it means that a corporate are able to optimize, to improve uh, their processes, their businesses, thanks to the ESG. And it is impact definitely the financial results, the, in the financial metrics. So that's a key element. And investors are looking at it. Banks are looking at it. They do uh, they credit committee, they look at the ESG component. Investors, they are looking at this ESG, the guidelines, and based on that, they, uh, they see the evolution of the valuation of a corporate. And it goes, it, it goes in the, in, in the positive, in the benefits direction, I would say.